Welcome to our thoughts tonight. Join us as we chat in a mellow mood about music, philosophy, psychology, and anything else that will come to mind. Enjoy. Welcome everybody that's just joining us now. It's probably not going to be too populated, I'm assuming, because uh, you know it's 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 late. Yeah, and um, we want to talk about a couple of things. Yeah. It's always hard the first few minutes because we're just trying to adapt to the live stream. We were going to talk about Elon Musk, right? Yeah, Elon the whole Musk. Elon Musk Twitter yeah, situation. Yeah, uh, OAN stuff, just random stuff going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to start out with Elon Musk, I'm, I, mean, I haven't really been following it too much. I just remember, like, what was that, a few days ago or whatever? You know, like, I don't even check Twitter like very at all, really. Mm-hmm. And then but it's like pops up every once in a while. I'm like, and what was it? What did he tweet? He's like, I, I sent it in. We'll see what happens or something like that. Yeah, that tweet. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He sent a, yeah. a, his SEC filing. Yeah, I opened it up. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then, I mean, I think that's. It hasn't he like mentioned something like that before? Has he? Hasn't he like he? He's like hinted at buying it before. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know I he's. He, yeah, he's said all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's. Uh, he said something else too about like months ago. He's like, "Oh yeah, he joked about buying Fortnite just to shut it down." So he's like said this kind of stuff with a lot of other products or whatever. But it seems like he's actually going forward with this, which is kind of crazy, in my view. But yeah, yeah. I mean, not crazy. I mean, I think it's expected, but it's still crazy at the same time. So I should say, um, uh, before we continue with uh, Elon, uh, we're going to. I'm going to. Ed- I'm going to edit this and put it on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. So um, our thoughts tonight. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. That's right. Our thoughts tonight on in human form. Yeah. 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 Uh, hello, Alley Cattails. Love your ni- late night streams elongated what elongated muskrat <laughs> he showed his cards he's a capitalist and doesn't give a rat's ass what happens to anyone but himself that's probably true just yeah. like the rest of us right yeah. but uh i think my my take on it is kind of like the right wing take i guess is what people are calling it but it's um if he does buy it out and he is actually going to implement less restrictions or restrictions yeah and yeah. and i don't know it's kind of like conspiratorial to say like oh you know algorithms uh kind of damper specific points of view but i i'm willing to bet that that's true and um i'm willing to bet that that's true and i think that were he to actually take it and make it more leveled i would be all for that yeah. I don't care who does that as long as, like, I'm kind of a free speech absolutist. Yeah. I just find it, like, depressing that a guy with that much money can just go in and do this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I think the situation in itself is just kind of depressing. Yeah, he yeah. he uh, he literally just throws around... Um, money. Money, yeah, like, it's no joke. But yeah. the, the funny thing is that I'm seeing a lot of journalists from the uh, Washington Post being like... I guess when you're a billionaire, you can just throw billions of dollars around, and uh, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. you're you're owned by um, right. what's his name, uh, Bezos, right? Somebody here had an interesting question. It is Pluto said, "What are your thoughts on Metcalf's law and the futility of shutting down any social media sites?" What is Metcalf's law? I don't know. Let's uh, look it up, I guess. And the futility of shutting down any social media. I mean, I'm assuming that, like, in the nature of social media, you just can't start it down just because social media is integrated into the essence yeah, of the internet. I yeah, mean, like, exactly, because you'd have chat rooms or whatever, which yeah. was essentially proto. Yeah. Um, but it says Metcalf's Law 
is a concept used in computer networks and telecommunications to represent the value of a network. Metcalf's law states that a network's impact is the square of the number of nodes in the network. For example, if a network has 10 nodes, its inherent value is 100. I don't know what that means. If you want to explain it in the chat and a dumb down, or if yeah. you go for it. Um, I guess that's fair. Uh, I don't. I don't think that shutting... Um, I don't think you can shut down social media anymore because people know how to program. Yeah. So they could, you know, somebody else will just fill the void. It cannot be shut shut down because the function would exist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I agree. Uh, Twitter is a useful tool yeah. in a lot of ways. A lot of people that trade stocks use it right. for news and stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, if he's going to be a free speech absolutist, why wouldn't you be for it? And it's it is possible. Like, I'm yeah, billionaires are not great. That's true. Uh, but, I mean, I'll take what I can get in this neoliberal, uh, uh, you know, during the neoliberal assault. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like I agree that, you know, I, I'm, again, I'm not like too well versed in Twitter, but like, yeah, I think it's a little too, like, from what I can understand, it's a little more on the restrictive side than I would like. Um, but honestly, I don't think Elon Musk knows what he's doing. Honestly, like, I don't really think he's going to be able to do this well at all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm against him doing this. Like also like Twitter is like a big enough of a platform for like, you know, better opinions, quote unquote, to drown out other voices. Mm -hmm. But, um, like it doesn't he have like a bunch of stock on Twitter anyway. He like, just bought, I think like 15, 13 or 15%. Yeah. So it makes him the largest shareholder. And then right. he, he found out that if he joins the board, He's he's not going to be able to make uh, executive decisions because then he has to act in the best interest of the company. And the way he wants to act might not actually be in the best interest of the company is yeah. what all the corporates believe yeah. or a lot of the corporates believe, which I don't think that's true. If if you were to take over, I think you would see a lot, a lot more action going on there yeah. uh, because people would be interested in seeing like what all the noise is about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, he also said something recently, like he, I think, was wasn't he like? Didn't he say that if, if it was rejected, that he would like rethink his position and being like with his stock, with his like, with what he just got in, in Twitter? Didn't he say some 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 along those lines? Like he might. I think he was threatening Twitter or something. I, I don't know. Um, probably. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is worse, uh, Elon Musk buying out Twitter? Or Donald Trump starting Truth Social, which will have <laughs> probably no impact whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I I just think it's depressing. I'm like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think. I just think he doesn't know what he's doing. Honestly, like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't know. A lot of these like, these like really open platforms for social media, um, like, are usually like they're open. You can do whatever you want on them, um, but they garner a lot of like really. I, like just in general crazy people um which i don't think that will happen with twitter because i think twitter is just large enough for those voices to be drowned out so it's fine but i don't know the people who like elon musk like in general i don't know it's just i think it's just kind of stupid honestly yeah but, i agree yeah, I, it's just what do you man what do you think of uh what do you think of oan being shut down which uh, we just i just found yeah, out just about found that too, oh yeah. zach zach cross is in the house zach cross <laughs> is in the house if he uh excuse me uh twitter people will move to the next best one that's i don't know about that kind of argument like maybe i don't know i mean i think twitter has a little bit of a seniority uh seniority seniority status like that's that's what happens a lot with like twitch and like youtube and stuff like oh yeah it's going downhill so we're just gonna go to the next best thing that thing never happens no nah. yeah and 
there are some places like BitChute or whatever, but they're just filled with just very crazy people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but I don't think... I think at this point, we're kind of stuck with the, the platforms that we got just because they've just been with us for a while. Yeah. It'll be really hard to move on from them. I, I do want to uh, bring it up, actually, for anyone that is watching that typically watches my channel. On Thursday, I will be interviewing uh, Marv Waterstone, who co-authored uh, Chomsky and Waterstone's latest book, I should say, uh, Consequences of Capitalism. So I'll have that interview up sometime probably early next week. Not next week, but the week after, so two weeks from now. And uh, that has nothing to do with this. But there's um, a lot of conversation related to the concentration of capital, essentially, in that book. And we'll probably end up talking about that. Not using metaverse is the hell I'm dying. Yeah, that, yeah well, I, don't know. I don't know what... What's all up with the metaverse? Yeah, I was actually I actually been doing a, a tiny bit of research on stuff for work because um, it's, it's a long story. But yeah, they have like, this weird new metaverse platform where like you can do like it's basically like a video game almost, and you can do like university campuses. So instead of like Zoom, you just kind of have like a game, but it's like the university. I don't know. I, I don't even really understand how any of this metaverse stuff works. But like they have something like that, which is kind of crazy. So it's supposed to like replace Zoom or online classes or stuff like that which is absolutely insane. But So um, we're going to also probably do some Q&A after we talk a little bit here. So think of some questions. Yeah. Funny story about OAN. I, uh, I go to this diner all the time and it's just like the most... I can't even explain. It's like a, it's, it's pretty much just a truck stop. Yeah. And whenever I go in there, I always get these like strange looks. They're always watching OAN on blast, like full volume. When the uh, Supreme Court situation was going on a few weeks ago, man, I could hear the conversations next to me and there was some racist shit. Surprise. That's the thing with OAN too. I feel like a big part of their success is like, like the visuals of OAN are actually incredibly like aesthetic. Uh, that sounds like that sounds weird, but like if you notice, like their stuff is like not cluttered full of information. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. so simplistic in the way it's they like present. headlines. Yeah, and it's like I think that actually goes a long way. Like you know, you open like MSNBC, like Fox or whatever. You should tell that story about about your dad. Oh, CNN is the worst, by the way, in terms of clutter. Oh yeah, yeah. OEN's like I mean that's as terrible as they are. I think that's that aesthetics actually helped them. What do you mean by my dad? Like the how they used to watch it all the time. Yeah, and then well, like one day you caught him watching, and you were just like, turn this shit off. Oh yeah, that happened. That used to happen a lot. Like so. Oh yeah, I mean from what I remember, like years ago, they were actually they were actually neutral. At least like the news section, not like the talk shows. But that might that might have just been me not remembering correctly. But from what I remember, they were neutral ish. But as the years went by, they got really really biased. And then, like, after some time, you know, like, come home to my parents' house or whatever. I guess, I guess it was, like, after I moved up. And I would, like, you know, see OEM playing. And it's, like, just some absolute BS. <laughs> and I was, like, turn this off. And he's not even, like, listening to it. He's just, you know, he has it on the background because he's had it on the background for years. But meanwhile, you know, it might have started off neutral years ago, but that's changed. Uh, it, I forget what they were saying, but it happened multiple times. So that's like, so funny. Does he still watch it? No, I think he's actually listened to me. He's like, okay, I, I won't put it on anymore. <laughs> what does he watch these days? Because he's not, I mean, he like is, you know, yeah, he just, he's vaccinated uh, and everything. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's not, he's not a right winger at all. Um, I mean, he just watches his Turkish videos, Turkish news sources and stuff. <laughs> I mean, even back when he put on OEM, he wouldn't actually watch OEM. It would just be in the background. You know, I would like talk with him and then like, OEM in the background's like something, something Trump and... I'd be like, turn this off. Like, it just, it's just so bad. Or like one of those protests were going on a year or two ago. Media is not neutral yeah. ever. It's in the nature. It's, of it's never neutral. neutral. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, just to let you guys know, we're like the dollar store Hassan uh, <laughs> because we're also Turks. Yeah, tur- yeah, they left us Turks. <laughs> they left us Turks. We're the dollar store version of Hassan dollar Piker. <laughs> yeah, my dad's Turkish. Yeah, um, I mean he's like been Americanized for the most part, I and mean, he's he's you know he's a he's a leftist too. But um, yeah, we just put it on the background. Um, Turks are pretty progressive, yeah. naturally because of Asa Turk. Yeah, they're they're leftists, but they're also like nationalistic leftists. So they're like think like yeah, they're hardcore nationalists. Yeah, that's for think sure. like lefty, not in like the not in the Rosa Luxemburg style, but think like tanky. Yeah. <laughs> Most Turks are like tankies. <laughs> it, like they wouldn't admit that they have that World War like we we shed some blood in World War One mentality <laughs> at all points in time. No, we're not streaming from Turkey. We're in America. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's like you watch Fox News, you know, like there'll be a few times you might actually hear something decent on Fox. Like mm-hmm. very rarely. I mean, I would I would never trust it coming from Fox. Like even if someone else Fox said something good, I'd be I'd call BS and like you're you're just lying, dude. But with OAN, it's absolute insane insanity. It's like <laughs> again, they they still re- call Trump president. Yeah, they refuse to call Biden president. It's like God. Do you guys have clips of yourself? Clips of yourself saying the N word like the Young Turks. <laughs> Does the Young Turks? I don't. I'm sure I they do. I'm I sure. Don't know. Those guys are devoid of any scruples, just like OAN. It's just they, they're they're know. better at masking it, or OAN is less uh less worried about masking it because they're I backed by okay, AT&T. I, mean, I don't know. I, I I used to watch Young Turks a lot like years ago. They they're not who they were. Like they aren't as good as they were. But I'd have to look that up. Hassan's an edge lord. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Hassan. Um, like. He rarely ever says anything that I I disagree with. He's just kind of emotional sometimes. Shockingly, the uh the, the media has nothing to talk about right now. Morning Joe. Yeah, it's shame about Rachel Maddow. She she didn't used to be that toxic. <laughs> yeah, she's she a lot. That's the a lot of like the political atmosphere changed in 2016, 2015. A lot of people like that were decent like changed. Like Rachel Maddow again used to be decent, but then she became like a war hawk. Basically, it's kind of a shame. I don't know. When conservatives like that, you know, like Tara Carlson and, you know, Sean Hannity, I talk about free speech. I mean, it's completely hypocritical. And, like, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. Like, anti speech is inherently in a lot of, like, conservative ideologies. So it's, like, BS on them. I mean, they're right. But at the same time, it's, it's shady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, again, I, again, I don't think Elon Musk knows what he's doing. I don't, I don't think he's well versed on anything with free speech. That's the thing with free speech, it's a paradox, really. I mean, that's what the whole debate really is about, is giving platform... Because it, it, at the end of the day, it is giving platform to people um, whose opinions are are, in, are insane. That's literally the entire question. It's... it's And I specifically do, at least for me, like this, you know, it's specifically far right. It's not giving speech to far... I mean, it, to a certain extent, yeah, the, 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 the broader picture is allowing far less speakers into dialogue as well, because they are also... Yeah, like, that's what I'm yeah, really... Yeah, they're also affected definitely but at least the debate i think the heart of the debate not the whole picture is about giving voice to far right wingers and that's 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 the thing it's a paradox because the far right doesn't want free speech but do you give free speech to people who don't want free speech and again that's a really hard question that i don't i don't think elon musk is the guy to answer that if he's gonna like i don't know like i'm not gonna i don't know i i don't think he's the guy to really answer that question so i think this is just a silly move yeah i i think the uh you only be <laughs> yeah you, you you have to you can't just suppress information you know you're, you're essentially suppressing tra- suppressing thoughts when you uh suppress somebody's speech so 
it just exacerbates a bad situation. I think that a lot of these people are afraid of like, you know, conspiratorial conversation yeah. coming from the right. And it's like that conversation is just going down. And in fact, you're just unaware of it now because we don't, it, because it's hidden in the dark corners of wherever. So it's I mean, when you, I, when you're hit by it in these strange situations, like January 6th, you're like, where did that come from? You know? I mean, the thing is, I think having it on these platforms to a larger extent makes it more accessible. I think that's the, that's the whole problem. Like, yeah, they still exist. I mean, again, I'm like, I'm, in, I'm, you know, I'm in support of free speech. I just think it's, it's a dangerous, it's dangerous. I mean, like, not to like, I'm not saying we should, you know, be like Twitter or anything, but it's a dangerous game to play because I think it, it, it does, having a lot of that stuff, it's not about, like, the whole thing, like, you know, beating, you know, bad speech with speech is true, but again, it's, it's, it's not so clear cut because people don't always listen to just facts and information. There's a whole lot yeah. that goes on into sensationalism, debates. sensationalism, all that kind of stuff. Like, and that, that matters. And that's very important. And again, like, for example, if you see a lot of like people who are like out of the alt right or whatever, like they got into and they got out of it, like a big part of that journey is them finding out more information. So yeah, to a certain extent that it does affect them, but like just to go down that rabbit hole and to never come back is also pretty dangerous. So, I mean, again, I don't really have a answer to it. I just think it's very touchy and kind of dangerous yeah i, I don't know I, I don't think it's a clear-cut answer at least uh i don't think elon musk is the guy to really fix that yeah no i'm again I'm, I'm i'm not saying we should suppress free speech i just think it's the problems that come alongside of it have a lot more nuanced problems that should have more i guess more focus on like it's i don't know i think the the debate shouldn't be if we should we have free speech or not the debate should be how do we deal with the consequences of free speech because like it's tense i don't know but another thing with uh, media literacy classes in schools, it's like, from what angle are you going to teach that from? A lot of people are going to have a lot of problems with that because if you're having it from like a liberal warmonger perspective, it's going to be difficult. Do you think populist politics will continue you years, decades, or longer? I don't think po- that what we're seeing are populist politics in reality. I, I don't see that because if it was true... Um, I I don't think well, this is a, a a really either it's an evolved form that is different, but I don't think what we have is is truly populist politics. Yeah, I mean, I I think you saw some actual populism with Bernie, though. Um, yeah, with, with Bernie, yeah, but I mean, you saw Bernie suppressed by the neoliberal assault, yeah. just like anything else. It's yeah. not if it was true populism, it would have been able to break through that, but again, we're we're not able to. It might suck, but it's better than censorship. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, it's better than censorship. I, again, I, I just think it's really nuanced, and like, I think there, I can, I think there can be an option for free speech with modifications. Maybe I don't know what that would be, but that would be ideal. Whatever that means. Were we, we going to talk about inflation at all this episode? Oh know. yeah, yeah. Um, it's been the highest since the like. Oh, is it since the seventies? There is. Um, <laughs> chicken wings are more expensive because of inflation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, if you think like the scandals like it's going against Biden now and the ones that went, uh, that happened like to Obama, like I don't know, they're just like they're nothing compared to all the scandals under Trump. I don't oh know. yeah, I mean yeah, Biden's an old geezer that like probably can't see. Yeah, um, I I have a theory on inflation and it's that uh reality and it's that when you're in a transitory uh position where you have significantly high unemployment unemployment and the unemployment start starts to drop that in between position um because of policies or just because of rising employment inflation tends to rise 
that also uh, has a lot of uh, impact on how politicians decide economic policies because they also don't want to look like uh, a bad politician because inflation is rising, but they also have to get uh, unemployment to a certain level because either one will make them look bad. I think because people understand inflation less, most politicians will take the bet and you know act accordingly with policies so that um yeah unemployment gets better but in this case i think it's it has nothing to do with what biden's done uh in terms of uh, unemployment dropping it has all to do with the uh, uh vaccines and uh the pandemic normalizing and you know i think uh there's a law i think i can't remember it's something's law i'll have to pull it up but yeah i don't think we're in stagflation but we are in inflation yeah yeah, it is still crazy that's a phenomenon. Like we haven't been into the states since like the seventies, but yeah, um, yeah, because like because of the unfettered uh, neoliberal policies, just uh, cause uh, ridiculous ups ups and downs so frequently that there's been really no opportunity for there to be any any n- no up or down has been long term if you pay attention. Like it's either rising at a ridiculous level or a. a the markets are dumping at a insane level. I think I, I remember seeing some graphs that like, yeah, I mean, I think overall it's, you know, these boom bust cycles or whatever are crazy, but like over time, it's actually, it's like doing more harm than good. It's not even just that it, it's stagnant or it's, um, it's, mm-hmm. consistent. it's just overall as time goes, they're lower and lower. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's super low unemployment. It's not good either, but, um, I, don't I say like the, the, the ideal unemployment rate it should be like, like four to five percent isn't that the ideal one like because the too low unemployment rate is not too good either i think they say it should always be around five percent or something like along those lines unemployment yeah yeah it's at uh 3.2 or something right now from it, what i've heard that that's technically not good but what is an all-time high any, oh, for, for australia yeah i don't know about australia I, yeah. I i haven't looked that up but in in america i'm talking about australia i wonder Whatever happened with the fires? I never, I never caught. Yeah, because COVID took over. <laughs> yeah, we just all forgot that like, Australia was like in hell. For I, I donated. <laughs> really? That. Yeah, because it was awful. Aussie Insider, what's going on with what happened with the fires? I know it's two years late, but like <laughs> two, three. I don't know if you guys have seen. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Sean Penn lately. He's been incredibly active on CNN and such. Oh, really? And he had such a ridiculous tweet today. It was like something along the lines of, "Here, I'll, I'll have to pull it up." Oh, here we go. Let's let's unite to stop the war in Ukraine, which, yeah, I'm all for that. Let's unite to stop the war in Ukraine. Let's defend freedom <laughs> and <funny>. save live, <laughs> lives. We ask world leaders to arm Ukraine now to stop the war. How is that? Oh, my God. Uh, that's just so backwards. I mean, this is just, this is something, really. No, I think it's more ironic to say save lives, arm Ukraine now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. What happens? I want to. I want to talk about this. What happens if Trump gets reelected? Oh. I think that is so likely. Honestly, at this point, I do too. Because the so Democrats are so horrible. Yeah. The only thing I hope for if Trump gets elected is like, because if you look at Trump's presidency, you know, like he did a lot of bad stuff even before COVID, right? But it wasn't like like COVID was like the peak, you know, of his like the lunacy that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But if, for example, if COVID had never happened and we had finished with those four years, it would have been basically that was a horrible four year years we're still kind of standing, you know, let's move on. But like COVID hit and it was like terrible. If he ever gets reelected, that's like the most I could hope for is like, it's going to be another crappy four years with like just terrible policies all around. But 
hopefully nothing like drastically bad, like a war, like a new, opening up a new wars or whatever. But um, I mean, who the hell knows at this point? I thought I heard uh, who someone was talking about that recently. I think I, I forget. Uh, actually, that'd be really interesting. Like if if all this, uh, oh, I don't think all this stuff would, be, would still be happening if Trump gets reelected. But like how that entire conversation would shift with Trump in office, probably still the same stuff. Right? Oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, he was the one that initially started yeah. sending weapons to Ukraine yeah. when Obama's position was not to for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trump is not so pro-Russian as people think. Arming Ukraine is going to, yeah, yeah. Um, something completely, something completely different. Yeah, what are you yeah. thinking? Nuclear war is inevitable. I don't know about that. Maybe I don't. I don't. It's different. Like if people compare a lot of this, like the situation with like how close we're getting to like nuclear warfare, with like, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and like the whole thing with the Cuban Missile Crisis is like um, the reason why they got averted is because like inherently both sides didn't want war. In fact, the Soviets probably wanted a war less than we did, uh, and we were you know we were talking with khrushchev and khrushchev was pretty decent um i don't know about the word decent but he was decent um yeah now with and with putin it's like it's different because i don't think he's like khrushchev at all yeah khrushchev was willing to de-escalate at times when they were you know escalating too far and they were afraid that you know united states would actually use nukes yeah but with with uh putin i mean he does really seem like he he you know is no holds barred, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Putin is, like, in a certain sense, you can see his position. You know, you can see his position as a defensive character. Um, but at the same time, he's also offensive. At the he's same aggressive time. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Like, his actions aren't justified at all. And perhaps... But well, the thing is, again, because he's in a defensive position, you can you can say that you can maybe see his, his offensive... Uh, he might see his own actions as more justified. And if that's the case, him being aggressive is is all the more natural for him. And if that's the more natural for him, that's, then that's crazy. I think that's what everyone's afraid of, realistically. Yeah. Like the, the thing is, like Khrushchev, Khrushchev didn't want war. Putin might want war. That's what makes all this more scary. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the U.S. like anti. I mean, that's the thing. Like, as far as I know, with like the USA's like missile systems and anti, you know, and anti nuclear warfare or whatever. Like, I think he's like it's it's going to be bad either way. But I think some defenses here are good enough to prevent all out you know fallout but that doesn't mean anything for russian lives which probably be devastated that's the thing like uh, realistically speaking i don't think putin would want that at all like he shouldn't want that because i don't think he can get any good you know good outcome from that at all you know unfor- you know unfortunately for him you know the usa is like abnormally powerful um although not very effective in warfare only at least on a historical basis uh the last like, 50 years but arguably but i don't know i just don't think it's in his best interest at all but then again we thought him warring in ukraine wouldn't be in his best interest so that's that's what makes this also scary is like we what we thought was a smart move in not invading ukraine he did it so that's why all this is so much more dense so i'm gonna answer this last question uh are you up for collabs with other creators yes i would love to collaborate with hassan piker so just uh, tweet that out to him it's perfect (laughs) more turkish socialist i know right Uh, (laughs) But I am, yeah, I would love to. Uh, go uh, hit like on this. Uh, go check out our thoughts tonight, uh, the podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll probably post the, uh, the audio version of this. The Marv Waterstone interview will be on there next week. Subscribe if you haven't. Thanks for joining us. And that's all I have. Anything you have to say, Ashik? Oh, that person said phenomenology, phenomenology is fun. Phenomenology is very fun. Let's go Husserl. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye, everybody.